Welcome. This is Barry Baines from Baines Law, a legal miscellany where we regularly podcast about cases and legal issues, as well as talking to professionals and others who have experience of our legal system. The second question for the Supreme Court to consider in Per and Director of Public Prosecutions 2022 UKSC 2 was if Section 13 Terrorism Act 2000 created an offence of strict liability, was that compatible with Article 10 of the European Convention of Human Rights? For discussion on the first question concerning strict liability, please listen to podcast episode Per and Director of Public Prosecutions 2022 UKSC 2 and Strict Liability. On behalf of the appellants, it was submitted that Article 10 was another reason to regard Section 13 as not being a strict liability offence on the grounds that to criminalise the mere carrying of a flag of a proscribed organisation without requiring relevant mens rea was an unjustified interference with the right guaranteed by Article 10. It was common ground that Section 13 was an interference for the purpose of Article 10.1. The question was, was it justified for the purposes of Article 10.2 of the Convention? To be justified under Article 10.2, an interference with the right to freedom of expression must have been 1. prescribed by law, 2. intended for one or more of the legitimate aims set out in Article 10.2, and 3. necessary in a democratic society to achieve that aim or aims, see Perensec and Switzerland. As to the first requirement, Section 13 was clearly set out in the Terrorism Act 2000 but the Strasbourg Court had made it clear that the requirement also entailed, among other things, a requirement of foreseeability. A norm could not be regarded as a law unless it was formulated with sufficient precision to enable the person concerned to regulate his or her conduct. He or she needed to be able, if need be with appropriate advice, to foresee to a degree that was reasonable in the circumstances, the consequences that a given action could entail. However, the court went on to state that these consequences did not need to be foreseeable with absolute certainty, as experience showed that to be unattainable, Perensec and Switzerland. The law clearly stated what the appellants must and must not do and a legal advisor would have been able to explain it to them. Moreover, the list of proscribed organisations was published so that they would have been able to discover that PKK was a proscribed organisation. Secondly, the restriction pursued legitimate aims in that it was necessary in the interests of national security, public safety, the prevention of disorder and crime, and the protection of the rights of others. The offences created in Part 2 of the 2000 Act, which were those set out in Sections 11 to 13, were designed to make the proscription of terrorist organisations effective to safeguard national security and ensure order. 
This was apparent from the provisions of the 2000 Act, which set out when the Secretary of State could proscribe an organization and the definition of terrorism. The Secretary of State could not declare an organization to be proscribed unless he or she believed that it was concerned in terrorism. In addition to the fact that an offence under Section 13 was summary only and carried a maximum penalty of six months imprisonment, while it was concerned to combat terrorism by proscription of organisations, it was regarded as less serious than other offences concerned to achieve the same aim. Third, the restriction was necessary in a democratic society and proportionate to the legitimate aims pursued. Even taking into account the jurisprudence of the European Court of Human Rights, that under Article 10, necessity was not to be lightly found, Section 13 struck a fair balance between the right of freedom of expression and the need to protect society by preventing terrorism. In particular, the offence was circumscribed by the requirement for reasonable suspicion and the sanctions were comparatively minor. An offence may not be demonstrably wider than was necessary. As the Strasbourg Court very recently put it in Yefimov and Russia, paragraph 43, it is normally not sufficient that the interference was imposed because its subject matter fell within a particular category or was caught by a legal rule formulated in general terms. Paragraph 46. The containment of a mere speculative danger as a preventative measure for the protection of a democracy cannot be seen as pursuing a pressing social need. Paragraph 62. Measures limiting convention rights must not be resorted to lightly. More particularly, the principle of proportionality requires a discernible sufficient link between the application of such measures and the conduct and circumstances of the individual concerned. The authorities are required when they decide to restrict fundamental rights to choose the means that cause the least possible prejudice to the rights in question. Section 13.1 of the 2000 Act restricted criminal liability to the case where the relevant acts were done in such a way as to arouse reasonable suspicion that he is a member or supporter of a proscribed organization. This made clear that a central purpose of the provision was to deprive the organization of the benefits to it of publicity. The Supreme Court rejected the appellant's submission that the European Court of Human Rights considered that expressive acts could only be criminalized where the expression included an incitement to violence. The appellant's argument was in reality an attempt to rerun in relation to section 13, the argument run in the Queen and Chowdhury in relation to section 12 of the 2000 Act that Strasbourg jurisprudence discloses a bright line rule that criminalization of speech infringes Article 10 of the Convention unless the speech advocates or encourages violence. The Court of Appeal regarded the narrow scope of Section 12, belonging to a terrorist organisation, as relevant to proportionality, since it did not criminalise the expression of opinion, only the invitation of support 
for the proscribed organization. The Supreme Court agreed with the Divisional Court that the appellants had not been able to point to any unequivocal statement of principle to the effect that a restriction on freedom of expression could only be justified where expression included an incitement to violence. The essential point about Section 13 was that it was a highly focused provision aimed at ensuring that proscribed organisations did not obtain a foothold in the UK through the agency of people in this country. It was a restriction or deterrence designed to avoid violence, not the prevention of a situation in which there was an immediate threat of violence or disorder. That was a sufficient justification for the restriction on freedom of expression involved in section 13. The court agreed with the conclusion of the divisional court essentially for the reasons given by Lord Justice Holroyd. The section 13 offence is compatible with article 10. It imposes a restriction on freedom of expression which is required by law, is necessary in the interests of national security, public safety, the prevention of disorder and crime, and the protection of the rights of others, and is proportionate to the public interest in combating terrorist organisations. You can read a summary of this podcast episode with case citations under the article, Article 10, ECHR and Unjustified Interference, in the news section at www.barrybaines.co.uk. Thank you for listening to Baines Law. Listen out for future podcasts where we will continue to discuss issues of interest to the legal community. If there is a professional perspective that you would like to share, get in touch via our website at www.barrybaines.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at Baines Law. We look forward to presenting to you again very soon on Baines Law.